Welcome to another episode of the Sparkles of Gold Astrology Manifesto podcast. My name is Nicolas Polimanakos, aka Sparkles of Gold. This week's episode is about the week of December 18th, 2022 to about December 25th, seven days, 2022, uh, which happens to be a holiday uh, in most of the world, which is Christmas. People celebrate, but there's another holiday this week, a big one uh, that many of us celebrate too, and I'll get to that. Um, if you like what I do, if you're into all this, remember you can subscribe and rate this podcast with your favorite app. Uh, you also can find out more about me at sparklesofgold.com and on my YouTube channel and Instagram. There's other places that I'm at. But let's just jump right into this, um, December 18th to Sunday, which that's when I'm recording this, around 10, 10 p.m. on Sunday night. Um, looking to a couple hours ago when the moon ingressed into Scorpio and we're coming out of a, a lingering aspect that happened over the weekend with Mercury in Capricorn trining Uranus and Taurus. So there's some surprises that were piped in in the weekend and lingering with with words, with speech, wherever Capricorn is in your chart, Uranus and Taurus, they were combining for something out of the blue, something something new, something different, <laughs> something surprising possibly. Um, so you can look to those parts of your chart. Here we are to the Scorpio moon and we kind of go right into Monday on the 19th where Venus, which is currently in Scorpio, makes a interesting aspect to Chiron in Aries, and it's a square aspect. And so uh, there's, a, there's another challenge here and sensitivity here with Chiron. And Chiron's been getting some interesting aspects lately because we're starting to have, we have planets and cardinal signs, and and their aspect, other cardinal signs, they square them so or oppose them. So, you know, there's some sensitivity again with this Chiron and Aries story. I would look to um, some space there in the, the relationship, especially if you're catching the Venus and Capricorn type of vibe that's kind of like structure and rules and straight to the point speech and talking and relating and Sometimes it's, it comes across a little too uh, authoritative, maybe, or a little too structured, and, and doesn't let the fires flow for Chiron and Aries. And and Chiron and Aries right now needs that space and needs doesn't need that clampdown that something like Venus and Capricorn in its way can do. Now, interesting here because it's a confusing day because at the same time Mars and Gemini, which is still retrograde. Is you know actually makes a supportive aspect to Chiron and Aries pretty much at the same time. I think here, if you think about Venus in Capricorn needing rules, needing a structure, sitting down at the table to con- <laughs> to put a contract in front of two people in a relationship, that's how cold it can be. Um, that Mars and Gemini 
is a little bit more free flowing and feeds the fire of Chiron and Aries. So there's an openness there uh, too that can happen. So I, you know, you want to lean towards the Mars and Gemini or the Gemini part of your chart or that energy to, to help with this Chiron story that's happening on the Monday. Um, in general though, I'm going to be opinionated here and say that, um, with that Scorpio moon this that day and Chiron and Aries, you have a Mars-ruled vibe. And that Mars and Gemini can be accessed. Uh, again, you have to be careful with this because uh, communication and stuff like that, I think is still really sensitive these days. Even though Mercury's in Capricorn, I still think that um, that Capricorn vibe is just rubbing Chiron <laughs> the wrong way. Uh, as we, you know. Anyways, we get into... As we get into the 20th on Tuesday, uh, we have a major event happen. And it's uh, around 6, I don't know, what do I have? 6, 6.32, a.m. Uh, Pacific time that Jupiter moves into the sign or they call as an ingresses into Aries. And so Jupiter has been at 28, 29 degrees Pisces here for a little bit now. Uh, revamping some space that happened late spring. And so wherever Pisces is in your chart, um, there is a story there that, that is kind of ending and, um, and was accessed for the last month and a half, two months. And here now we're jumping right back into Jupiter and Aries, uh, Aries being a cardinal sign there's going to be some action coming up here. And and it was at this point here, you know, in May, and then eventually went retrograde into Pisces. And then it's, you know, now Jupiter is going back in and it's going to be there for five months. It's going to blaze right through the sign of Aries. Um, and it's also feeding this cardinal energy that's going on right now because of the Capricorn planets that we have. Um, so it's a big day, you know, the, the Interesting enough, the day before with Chiron and Aries and these wounds and needing a little bit of space. Well, Jupiter is coming its way for 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 Chiron. Eventually, is going to aspect and conjunct it eventually. But first and foremost, you know, Jupiter wants the openness and the boundaryless place to work its quest to be on a quest, and that quest is in Aries. Aries actually likes the quest, the raw quest with sword and shield, and wants to blaze into that quest and bust through boundaries and and show its will into the world and to prove itself in the world it's some raw fire energy and and uh but it isn't on a surface level raw i think here too because of jupiter and what it brings this buoyancy this optimism at times this hopefulness but but to push past boundaries and and to seek truth uh, in Aries, it's it going to happen in a more raw, spontaneous type of way, and and feed the fire of Aries. Um, and remember, Aries wants to take action. It's a Mars ruled sign, and you know five months of this. Now, it's not all candy because you have to remember with Jupiter here. Jupiter's boundaryless; it wants to do that. It can push things too far. It can push the fire too far. The fire over uh, fire gets out of control, so on and so forth. So you're going to see aspects like this. You're going to see storylines like this. But in general, you have some Aries planets in your chart. You're about to get a major boost if you have Libra in your chart, Capricorn. 
Cancer in your chart, Jupiter is going to square your stuff. It's going to square those planets. So that's coming your way. And you got a hint of this in, you know, April to May. You know, you got a hint of this if you have early degree planets and cardinal signs. So big day on Tuesday. Um, and uh, which m we move into Wednesday, uh, the 21st. And that is when the sun leave Sagittarius and enters the sign of Capricorn. And this is pretty much the winter solstice in the Northern Hemisphere. It is the winter solstice in the Northern Hemisphere. Southern Hemisphere, it's happy summertime. It's summer solstice. Regardless, it's still Capricorn birthdays. And this is the major holiday for many people, um, people in the occult communities, pagan communities, old school people, you know, this is a big deal. And, and, you know, this is the longest night we have coming up here in the Northern Hemisphere. We got the longest day happening in the Southern Hemisphere. Things are equal in that sense. It's, it's, uh, it's you know, the changing of the seasons. And, you know, Capricorn, since we have already have Venus and Mercury and Pluto's been there forever since 2008, you know, we already have that energy there. And then just the sun's coming in to, to, to lock it down, to, to root it down even more. And remember, uh, Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. Saturn is currently in Aquarius. We got that going on. It's because it's at, a, at home in Aquarius. So there's a little bit of leeway with Saturn and Aquarius. You know, it's, it's not on such a lockdown, but we pretty much have a, a serious, serious time, really, because I, I, I think of, not just the sun, but Venus and Mercury there and Pluto. And now the moon is conjunct the sun for the new moon. And I'm going to go back to a year ago. A year ago when there was a Venus transit going on in Capricorn. And, and then Venus went retrograde. And there was three different uh, conjunctions, together conjunctions with Pluto during that long retrograde. And... Um, there was a lot that was dealt with and, and purged. Eventually, when we went into the spring with Venus, the spring of 2022, in January into February, where we had Venus-Mars conjunction, when it came out of its retrograde in Capricorn, and eventually the Venus-Mars conjunction happened in Aquarius. They were side by side in the sky. And so there was a major opening of the year, closing of last year, and opening of the year with Venus and Capricorn. And so this new moon uh, uh, is at one degree. It, uh, Venus and Capricorn is at 16. Mercury is at 21. Pluto is at 27. There's a connection to last year and in a sense a a moving on from the themes that were happening with venus and capricorn wherever that is in your chart you know and then eventually hitting pluto there was relationship negotiations going on they were serious needing space needing time time being saturn based ruled needing time to figure things out there was like you know it's kind of like sitting at the table negotiating then leaving and coming back eventually for another negotiation that was happening last year on a deep level because of its relation to pluto and pluto wants to uh purge out poison and things that do not work on the conscious and subconscious levels, you know, and, and looking for, uh, in the end, bringing regeneration. Now that regeneration sometimes takes time for it to show itself and it might be showing itself here in this new moon a year later, you know, and 
again, let's remember there's some seriousness going on with this with this new moon, and it's not fun and games. Um, but there's a practicality involved, and that's where you how you want to look at it. You want to look at it with that practicality. Remember Jupiter the day before at zero degrees Aries, you know, is squaring this new moon at one degree. So there is an enhanced quality here. You want to keep things chill. But I could see the Aries part of the chart not wanting to be chill and wanting to push the boundaries. And here's the Capricorn energy that wants to keep the boundaries. So, you know, that's what's happening in that new moon chart. Uh, you also have, you still have Mars and Gemini flowing with Chiron and Aries. Um, you have something that pretty much is building uh, to the next day on Thursday, but I'll just throw it in here. And it's uh, Uranus and Taurus, which is currently retrograde at 15 degrees, is trining Venus and Capricorn. So that's part of this new moon too, thankfully. So again, the need and want for space and relationships and to bring something new into the Venus and Capricorn world and relationships, something spontaneous, something forward-thinking, progressive, electric, that's Uranus and Taurus. But in the end, they're both an Earth sign. So there is a practicality involved. So whatever, however you celebrate the holiday or this week, you got some interesting, isn't there, it's not boring this week. It might be boring from the Capricorn sense, but I still think there's an electric something going on underneath it all this week. And, you know, at least we have some groundedness with these earth signs, but don't be surprised if there's a surprise. <laughs> uh, and that Uranus and Taurus connecting with Venus and Capricorn is the, other, is the next chapter of how I started this podcast with Mercury just doing the same aspect with Uranus and Taurus. So there's there's a progression going on this week in the storyline in the Taurus and the Capricorn parts of your chart. You might as well throw in the Aries parts of your chart too because of Jupiter and Chiron being there. Uh, so that's, yeah, so that's uh, solstice on this Wednesday, Thursday, the Venus trine Uranus that I mentioned that happens early, early at night, Pacific time. Um, and hold, I kind of, I'm going to be honest here. I sort of mixed a couple transits up right here and I don't want to record this again. You know, I mentioned the solstice happening on the 21st and I jumped ahead because Friday, the 23rd is when the new moon happens <laughs> and that's how I have it on my list and I wasn't looking at it, but I pretty much mixed three days into one, but basically it goes like this. The 21st is the solstice on Wednesday. Thursday, it's Venus trine Uranus. This is exact mathematically. Now, everything is building up towards this new moon on the 23rd, which is the Friday. I'm not taking anything back from the transits that I was talking about in the relationships between Jupiter and Venus and the, the, this, this Capricorn series uh, new moon. Um, but that's happening on Friday. But what else happens on that Friday is another continuation of the Chiron and Aries story. And it's Chiron stops going backwards and is stations direct. It is no longer uh, retrograde. Finally, we're going to have some movement in the healing process of the Aries part of your chart 
And a big shout out again, as I always do, to people with planets in Aries, uh, people who are having their Chiron return right now in Aries, uh, the Aries part of your chart. We're going to have some interesting movement happening here with the healing process and the hidden wounds that I think here in the last year have been exposed. It's not hidden anymore. Uh, it's not at all. And I even go back to a year ago about when I was talking about Venus and Capricorn retrograde. Chiron was part of the story. There was Chiron was part of the big story in springtime when the new moon happened in Aries. Six months later, when the full moon happened here, uh, not two couple so several months ago, Chiron was a major player with the with the full moon. And here we are finally stationing direct. It just so happens to be happening on the day of the new moon on the Friday. I love how things connect here. Cardinal energy is moving. We've had fixed energy this whole year with a month here with mutable energy coming in with caustic aspects, challenging aspects all the way around. You have some challenging aspects here with this new moon chart, but in general, you have the you have the solstice happening, you have a new moon in a cardinal sign, you have Jupiter going into Aries in the cardinal sign. There is movement and change happening. The season one season's ending and another season's starting in multiple ways. So um, even though it's it, it's one of the last weeks of the year, there's a definite fundamental shift happening. And it's a type of shift, I believe, that we've been, a lot of us have been waiting for for a long time. And even if you don't know astrology, you're going to notice this shift in the next couple of weeks. It's what happens with cardinal energy. And remember, cardinal signs rule the beginning of the seasons. Aries rules the beginning of spring, in a sense. We get into the Cancer birthdays that start summer in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, fall with Libra, winter uh, with Capricorn. This is Northern Hemisphere. And so just think about it. Seasonal changes, but all the way around on a deeper level with this whole week. We get into Saturday. By that point, Saturday, uh, the 24th, um, we have a little sneaky aspect involved there that day. And it's Mercury now in still in um, Capricorn making a nice, beautiful relationship with Neptune and Pisces. So this is water lapping up, up against Earth. There's a flow there. Now Mercury, Mercury's had an interesting week because the weekend before it had this electric connection with Uranus and Taurus bringing new thoughts, new ideas in uh, into, into in, in a practical way, which is great because I think Mer- Capricorn energy can get so stale and so just boring that it needs a little bit of something. And it, it did get that. And that's lingering through the week. And now we have a watery, dreamy neptunian influence on mercury which could take those ideas from before and then kind of open them up a little bit uh uh, uh, uh give them some room to breathe from an emotional standpoint a, 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 a to feed the dream let's put some dream quality add some color to the mercury and capricorn so you know you got a, a creative writing involved here because it's great you get the creativeness of the Neptune and Pisces with the structure of Mercury and Capricorn wanting to construct the words, construct the story, construct the paragraph. And I'm using that literally and it's in metaphor in the Capricorn part of your chart. This is great. You know, you, you can you can put some ideas into play here and have some fun with it. That that happens on Saturday. It's a trine. If I, no, excuse me. It's a sextile, not a trine. Uh, sextiles when two planets are 60 degrees away from each other. So it's a kind of a fast-moving aspect you can access really quick, and then it kind of moves on. Um, and, 
you know, I might have mixed a couple things up on this podcast, but I try not to do two, three takes and even edit this stuff because that's how I roll. I got a computer screen in front of me here, a new one. I got three screens in front of me. I have the new moon chart in front of me and I got notes that I make, you know, and like even last podcast, I forgot the Neptune sun square, but you know, I, it's, um, and the reason why I'm telling you this (laughs) is, is that things happen that way. You forget as an astrologer, you got it together. Other times I don't, but I'm not going to drive myself nutty over it. Take what I said there. Really listen to what I just said. Like to drive yourself to go too hard into to oneself to, to go, oh, man, I I, asked, I messed up or, oh, I got to do that again, blah, blah, blah. And then the shame or guilt and feeling like I'm not doing a good job and and this could be better and I, I should stop doing this. And why am I doing this? <laughs> I'm saying that to you because I think this last year, and I could point to certain transits and stuff like the eclipses and, and the fixed stuff and all that. But I know for many of you, you probably have lived a story like that. You know, you is it right? Did I get it right? Uh, that I messed up again in some part of your life, some part of your chart, you know, and the criticalness and and the need to, to have things together and and the the our nervous systems and adrenals <laughs> what happens to them because of culture because of society of what time has become are you make doing enough with the time that you have oh i have 5 minutes in between two things i should have did something in that 5 minutes oh i there's 3 hours in, in in between this and i was scrolling for one of them and i messed up and i was just not focusing on my to-do list and then it's inward spiral of just self-criticism and and blah 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 and i in culture you know pushes time pushes how much you do in the apps and technology i think it's so interesting that we've had this advent of technology the last 10 20 30 40 years to give us so many tools to make our lives easier more efficient but at the same time it's just brought on more pressure more efficiency supposedly with tech has brought on more stress to even do it faster. An algorithm is running everything. You want to talk about UPS or especially Amazon drivers and all those people doing that? They're running on an algorithm. An algorithm is judging whether they are fast enough, whether they are good enough. An algorithm is judging whether your credit score is good enough. You got a certain job or there's a timer and you're working at home. You're being watched to see if you're making of use of time, if you're really getting paid what you should worth, are you working every single minute of the day and it's getting tracked? Why am I ranting about this? Because I think a change is coming. And I think COVID opened this change. It showed us about what it, what is of worth and what is of value. What money means in relation to time. <laughs> what time means in relation to life. No matter how dialed in the algorithm is, no matter how much you get done, no matter how much you made in your day, the pressure is there. You know what hasn't changed? You know what's a place to go to? The seasons, the months, the 12 months, the solstices, the solstice, the equinoxes, the equinox. It happens. There's going to be the same 
four moon phases every month eight if you're like astrologers you see eight there's going to be the same the new moon is going to be a full moon it's going to be last quarter it's going to start all over again dialed in since the beginning of time that's the other way to look at time that's the other way the other way through your organic being and through your senses not the algorithm not the app, the organic flow of this universe. You feeling the pressure? You feeling the anxiety? You've had heartache this year? Tragedy? Challenges? Came down with COVID? You were sick? Your mental health has been challenged, compromised? Listen, I don't mean to talk all bad. I know there's good too. It's all out there. I mean, many of you probably had incredible years too, you know, in some sort of way. But I don't know, man. There's that vibe out there. And I think people are tired. You know, here we are at a holiday at part of the year. And I'm just like, hey, you know, um, you know, for those who listened to my podcast last week about talking about don't take things and people for granted, life for granted, I'm still on that trip. I'm just trying to say it in a different way to give yourself a break. That's what I'm telling myself. What I've been through this year. What I've been through in the last two weeks. I just sometimes got to listen to the wind. And take a deep breath. And bring in that other thing that's organic. Can one bring in faith and hope and optimism and a wish? A prayer? a petition, a ritual. That's your inherent right. Your inherent right is to go on that organic flow with the seasons, with your senses, with your prayer. I appreciate you listening all. I know you guys are out there. I send you a prayer. Send one my way. Will you? If you happen to be listening to this before um, Wednesday the 21st, I'm going to go live on YouTube that day. I did a test last week. I'm starting a call, live call-in chart show on YouTube, a live stream where you call a phone number and I'll take the chart on screen. I did a test last week. You could see it on my YouTube channel. Just look up Sparkles of Gold Astrology on YouTube. I'm going for this. I got a wild feeling. And actually, that feeling, this idea, no matter what has been happening in my life, is the thing that has been getting me up in the morning. And besides that prayer, it is my prayer, actually. It's a ritual. And I got some, just some interesting connection to this idea. And I'm going to follow it. So please, you know, if you go check it out. Um, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you um, uh, being there. All right. And uh, until next week, hopefully I'll have another forecast for next week. You know where you can find me, sparklesofgold.com. Um, I'll be straight up. I do my best work on one-on-one consultations. I love doing them. I love making a difference. I love coming up with tools, with people, with clients. Not me telling somebody what to do or who they are. Listening, having a good conversation and seeing if we could come up with something for your future steps. 
Until next time.